Hello and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing. Hey, Jen, guess what? What, Allie? Happy Halloween. (laughs) My favorite day of, my second favorite day of the year. Actually, it's like a toss up between that and Christmas. I know. Honestly, I love them both and for different reasons. You know what I mean? And also, cue fake podcast music. Alright, I've got one that's not that bad. Um, it's, there's Nobody dies. It's, I mean, I mean, imaginary people die, but not real people. <laughs> imaginary people die. Yes. Well, I'm intrigued. What do you have? I'm going to talk about a YouTube channel that I've grown to be addicted to. So completely different, something completely different for you. Okay, good. Well, mine actually has to do with the horror movies. Really? Yeah. Do you want to go first or second? I don't care. It's up to you. You can go first if you want. I'll go first. We got, um, I got my stuff from Wikipedia and Screen Rant and, and IMDb. And like 80, when I say Wikipedia, I mean like seven, 15 different pages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about the Evil Dead movies. I, I'm someone that likes scary movies and I grew up watching them on TV. I like to be scared, not grossed out. So I'm not really into that horror porn shit. I want you to like screw with my mind, not, not make me feel disgusted. Oh. And I remember specifically seeing Evil Dead 2, which is one of the Evil Dead movies. At my dad's house when we were passing out um, candy on Halloween with my sisters when I was a teenager. And because it was on like USA or something like that, if I remember correctly, the USA channel, they didn't show like all the scariest scenes. And so I had no idea how scary that movie was until I rented it by myself. And I was like, Lord, save me from this movie. I'm so scared. Like I was like, I had no idea it was that scary. Ah, But I'm going to tell you about them now. So. Bruce Campbell, he's the main actor of the Evil Dead movies. He was born in Royal Oak, Michigan, and he graduated from Western Michigan University. And he was childhood friends. They met in like junior high-ish with Sam Raimi. And he was also born in Royal Oak, and he graduated from Michigan State University. They were both actors. They are currently actors, directors, producers, and writers. And at the time, they wanted to work together to create this horror movie named Evil Dead. So Sam and Bruce and some other people got together and they made this short film about a cabin in the woods and it's to raise the money for the project. And Evil Dead is also about a cabin in the woods, just to let you know. And they made actually about $90,000 and they're like, okay, go to make the movie. The movie Evil Dead came out in 1981 and it's about five Michigan State University students who go on vacation to this rural cabin in Tennessee. And Bruce Campbell, he plays the main character, Ash. And while at the cabin, the students, they inadvertently, on accident, resurrect a demon entity. (laughs) You know, things happen. Calamity ensues. And there's a lot of, like, jump scares. There's demon possession. And there's just, like, buckets of blood. And in the end, Ash, who's the lone survivor, he, um, he's, they call it the place where he works, S-Mart. I guess instead of Kmart, it's (laughs) S-Mart. And he goes from being an S-Mart employee to a Demon Slayer. Well, Evil Dead ends up actually doing really well with the audiences, especially after it was given like a rave review 
by horror author Stephen King. And Stephen oh. King, yeah, Stephen King saw it at the 1982 Cannes Film Festival. And once he was like, this is awesome, the movie just picked up speed. And they actually picked it up for an international release, but then gave it an X rating. So a lot of theaters weren't able to run it for viewing because of the X. And a majority of the censors' issues were with the, the demonic possession in the movie. They have claymation gore. Um, I must say there's a, a, a tree rape scene. <laughs> and... Oh. Yeah, a tree raped somebody, and the, there's naked breasts because that's what is in every 1980s horror movies are boobies, right. and it, it's repeatedly referred to as the nastiest movie of the year. But it still ends up grossing 2.4 million dollars in the U.S. and 29.4 dollars worldwide. So they they put three million. They put uh, I'm sorry, ninety thousand in. They come back out with 29 million. The second movie, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, that's the one I was watching, it came out in 1987, and it's the same premise with the MSU students spending time in a remote cabin, accidentally summoning demons, and it has a scene in which a demon possesses Ash's hand, and his hand attacks him, and he has to cut his own hand off, and the hand oh. then attacks him again, and now it's just like a, hand, a freeform hand attacking him. And he's able to use his, like, lack of hand to attach a chainsaw to his wrist. And now it's like a demon fighting weapon. And this movie has a budget of $3 million. And I remember the first one was 90000 Now they have $3 million. And it becomes a cult classic. Currently, it is number 19 on Entertainment Weekly's list of top 50 cult films. And it's known for being campy and gory and filled with blood and outrageous. And it even received a good review from Roger Ebert when he was alive. So Roger Ebert from, um, you know, the movie Cricket really likes it. So the third movie in the fr franchise is called Army of Darkness. And it's more campy. It's like an action movie than it is a horror movie. And it begins with Bruce Campbell's character Ash. He gets sucked into a wormhole and he is deposited in medieval times. And he plays the anti-hero like to perfection because he's really a jerk. And he has a few great one-liners. And at one point he has this evil twin. And someone's like, are you the good guy or the bad guy? And to which he responds, and I quote, good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and at another point, he's showing these medieval warriors his gun. And he said, this is my boomstick. It's a 12-gauge, double-barreled Remington, S-Mart's top of the line. You can find this in the sporting goods department. That's right. This sweet baby was made in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It retails for about $109.95. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. That's someone that spends a lot of time at work. You know what I mean? So in the end, the original Evil Dead movie did so well that they did, you know, the other two movies. There were comic books that were written. Video games were created. A TV show that was like three or four seasons was created. A reboot movie that has its own sequel comes out. And the main character from the original movie, Ash, played by Bruce Campbell, is often like the common thread in all the movies. Because a lot of things change, but Bruce Campbell's always Ash. Ash is always a character. And after the first three seasons, the um, I'm sorry, after the first three Evil Dead movies came out, Bruce Campbell went on to star in other movies, the TV show Burn Notice, and he's done like a lot of voice works for, for characters and video games. And he's known for having like a really prominent chin. 
And the first book that Bruce wrote about his life was called Taking One on the Chin, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. And I borrowed that from the library and I read it. And it talks about growing up in Michigan and spending time with the Ramey brothers. And his second book is called Hailed to the Chin. And my husband and I, your brother, we have signed copies. It's oh, really, cool. Yeah, it's really funny to read when he talks about different movie aspects and what his life is like now. And your brother and I have signed copies because of the second book. We attended something that's called Last Fan Standing. And it was me, Mike, and uh, Melina. We bought tickets to this Ann Arbor theater. And Bruce Campbell's there. And he reads different questions about horror movies. And everybody in the audience, we all have a clicker in our hand. And as the questions are asked, we're, we would press the answer, like A, B, C, D. And the people, the top three people that had the most correct answers would then go on stage and play a trivia game, like you see on game shows. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. Like, everybody in the room got a chance to be a contestant, oh, you know? Cool. Oh, yeah. So, and at the end, everybody received a copy of his book. So, Last Man Standing was made into a TV show, and it shows the game show portion of the night. And Mike and I found that on this free app um, called Tubi. It's a free TV app. And we watched it again and tried to answer the questions all over. <laughs> yeah. And so you guys weren't the top answer? We weren't, no. Uh, I know, bummer, right? I felt bummed out too. Shocked, actually. Right? I was bummed. I was bummed. So I want to tell you just some different facts about uh, the movies and the actors. So did you ever see the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Yeah. Okay, so in that movie, Nancy, the main character, at one point it shows her falling asleep on her bed while she's watching TV. And what's on the what's playing on the TV is the first Evil Dead movie. And it's when she falls asleep yeah. in her bedroom. Yeah. So in a nod back to Nightmare on Elm Street, for the second movie, Evil Dead 2, Freddy Krueger's clawed glove can be saying, seen hanging both in the tool shed and in the basement. Because a prop man that worked on Nightmare on Elm Street also worked on Evil Dead 2. So it's the Freddy's actual glove that you see in the Evil Dead 2 movie. I thought that was cool that's as hell. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Sam Raimi, the one that you know helped to make the movies in the first place, he went on to produce the movie Dark Man, starring Liam Neeson, The Grudge 1 and The Grudge 2, and 30 Days of Night, and the Poltergeist remake movie. And he actually directed movies like The Quick and the Dead, The Gift, and the three Spider-Man movies that starred uh, Tobey Maguire, the first three. Oh, let's see. Okay. All three of the Evil Dead movies mention the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, which is the Book of the Dead. It ha- it's the one that has the ability to summon demons, how all the movies go wrong. And the Necronomicon mm-hmm. yeah, was, was thought up by H.P. Lovecraft. And it was first mentioned in his story called The House. So they just used something he'd already talked about. And The Evil Dead was the first fully produced movie to use the shaky cam technique. And there's scenes that show an evil spirit or a demon racing through the woods. And those were shot with two guys holding a piece of wood with a camera mounted on it and then them running through the woods. <laughs> That's how low budget it was. <laughs> so remember how Ash had to sever his possessed hand and then his hand attacks him? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, at one point he traps the hand in a bucket under this bucket and he piles books on top of it. And the top most book that you can see is Farewell to Arms. Get it? By Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. They say, okay, so in Evil Dead 2, there's a possessed mom that gets locked in the cellar. And the mom is actually played by Ted Raimi, Sam's brother. 
because they couldn't get anybody else to get into the suit. It was, I guess, really hot in there. So Ted also acted in movies like Candyman, Elf, Baywatch, Darkman, and he was on Xena Warrior Princess, and so was Bruce Campbell. He was in Xena Warrior Princess. Wow. Yeah. So for my last one is Sam and Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell, they all act in another movie together called Intruder, which I've actually watched recently. I really liked it. And in it, oh, so it's it's produced by Sam in 1989, right? And in it, there's this classic 80s slasher set in the grocery store in walnut lake michigan that's the set of the movie it was the directorial debut of scott spiegel because he worked at walnut lake market when he was a teenager and then the it closed down before being bought again and walnut walnut lake market is located in the west bloomfield bloomfield hills area i've actually been to that market (laughs) <laughs> really yeah it's actually called the market square now but i was there back in the 80s and 90s yeah wow i know right i was there and they shot a movie there and the movie's actually not that bad i mean it's not exactly a shocker but it's not that bad <laughs> i watched a lot of bad horror movies and this is not one of them <laughs> <laughs> so tell me jen uh, what is your youtube channel obsession so I've been probably watching this for, I would say, a year now. Okay. And it's called Adventures with a Purpose. Okay. And it's with a gentleman. He's a scuba diver. And he goes around cleaning up rivers and lakes of trash and items such as bottles, cell phones. And he even pulls cars out of these lakes. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to tell everybody now, it's really not that super exciting in his, you know, startup videos. Okay. You know, other than I fast, used to fast forward to see what in the world did he find. Okay. And they, they would even make an effort to dry out the cell phones that they found. Uh-huh. And they, they would search the owners out to return the phone are you kidding me yeah like this guy you know went the extra mile holy shit okay <laughs> so he's a good guy so he finds your phone yeah, in the re- lake and doesn't do finders keepers on you okay right <laughs> so then as they grew in popularity they were called on by viewers of the youtube channel to dive certain lakes and rivers looking for missing people oh, oh okay Interesting. Currently, yeah, currently they are making their way across the U.S. in an RV. Okay. Um, to different missing person cases, and they make stops to, you know, do dives and clean up. Like they pull some cars out and whatnot. Wow. Some of the missing cases, they already released those videos, so they're on their feed. Okay. They did. Um, missing per a video on this a uh, missing person, um, Nathan Ash. I think it's Ashby. Okay. A S H B Y H twenty two from Missouri. Uh-huh. Nathan went missing July twenty nineteen. He left his home early in the morning for work and never was seen again. Oh shit! And I believe that they did find him. Really in the lake? How did he get there? Mm-hmm. 
you don't know. Okay. All right. Like when you watch, yeah, when you watch these videos, most of the time it seems like, okay, a family member went missing. You go missing last time you were seen or you would have been like going to work. So you've been driving past here on river. I'm going to assume maybe you're in the lake. Yeah. And people want that lake search. Of course, now I'm drawing a blank. I'll have to look it up in a hot second. But there is a song that these this band wrote about this couple that one day drove off in their RV and this retired couple and nobody ever saw them again. And the song is talking like basically they're off. They're probably off riding free. But then years after the song is released, they find the RV and they basically had driven off the road on accident in the mountains and died. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what this reminds me of. Yeah. They did um, a video on Marty Evans from Oregon. Went missing February 2020. She left her best friend's wedding and wasn't seen again. And again, the road she was driving on, there was lakes and rivers. She could have driven off. Oh, yeah. Abigail Bellows, 22, from Oregon. She was last seen swimming and disappeared into the water. Okay. Like, people were there, seen her swimming, turned around, then she was gone. Oh, shit. Um, He did a case on a missing... Wait, he did find her? I'm sorry. He didn't find her. He did not find her. Okay. No. Wow. The The missing fam... Martin family... December 1958, Portland. They left their home to go get Christmas stuff. Okay. Like, I want to say, it said Chris, he talks about it as Christmas greens. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's a Christmas dream, but anyways, they left their home and then they were never seen again. Uh-huh. They did one on Ethan Kazmarak, age 22 in Iowa. Okay. Left the party and was never seen again. Jesus. The most recent one they did was Natalie Jones from Georgia. Okay. This is on the RV trip they're doing right now. And um, they, she was found. But what's interesting is this is like three, a three-part video. And they do lives, too, when they're out. So They, they do go live, live, you said? Okay. Yep, oh, oh, okay. they go live. Okay. And so they're there. You know, trying to follow her path, you know, where she could be. So they're diving in rivers and whatnot looking. And they actually got a call on one of the days they were out diving. Somebody was driving down the road and and noticed her car. Oh. And she drove a very distinctive car. It was pink. You know, oh my gosh. Actually, when you should say that, your brother and I saw a lime green car in front of us. And he was like, how many cars? He's like, would you drive a car that was that color? I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would drive a car any well, color. I don't give a shit. Like, every panel could be a different color and it wouldn't bother me. I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. I learned one thing with all, I've had multiple different colored cars. Is that you never see that car in that color until you own it. Oh, for fucking sure. You know, it's like, I can't tell you how many times it's like, oh, like when I had my silver Dodge, never seen a silver Dodge like that until I owned it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, 
Shelford out. Oh, there's a Shelford out. Looking. But so somebody, they thought maybe somebody had, it was a really small town in Georgia. So maybe somebody, you know, thought better, you know, had that car. They knew they were in town. They dumped it. That's how it was there. Oh. The mom and family said they've driven that road multiple times and it wasn't there. Oh, wow. And come to find out, in part three, you find out that um, the landowner had been paying somebody to clean the brush. So really just clean up all the trees and, and whatnot. And cut it, cut things down, and they stumbled upon the car. So all this time, oh, shit, actually there, it just was covered. Oh no, shit! Yeah. So real interesting how their um their channel has you know developed. Like here you are diving, and come to find out, he talks about it in some of his earlier episodes, like. They just don't have it. Police stations don't have the resources. It's expensive. You, I could know you're in that river. Right. But they ain't going to get you. Right. Like, you need to go. I, I would have to go get you. Yeah, like that young girl where they know that's, that's where she died, but they just can't go get her. Yeah. So they have ways to support, you know, support their you know, adventures on, you know, in cases that they go out. Um, but of course, you, you know, just by watching their YouTube channel, hitting the thumbs up button and whatnot, driving more traffic there, you need to check it out. Oh, wow. Like, and support, I, like, a couple episodes. I'll support the it shit out of it. Sometimes it gets long, like their lives. You know, I watch it or, you know, I don't really watch it. I turn it on and I'm doing the dishes. You know, I look over every once in a while. Yeah. But um, definitely we're going to have to put that on our Facebook page so people can check it out. Definitely. I, I just think it's absolutely wonderful that here this is just a hobby. This wasn't his job. What does he do that he can afford this if it's expensive? Does he ever say? No, I have no idea. I've never seen a video where he actually says, you know, what he, what he did. I assume now this is what he does full time. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because he puts out enough videos and he's traveling. Oh, or yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's just, I don't know. He works. Well, maybe his YouTube channel is big enough that he can go do it. Plus, you know, if you add that to if people have started paying him, if they said, like, will you come out here? We'll pay you. Right, and it was really like when they were in this last one, the Natalie Jones, uh-huh. just, you know, I think, you know, the way the world is, uh-huh. you know, you don't believe that there's nice people out there. Right. And so it was really amazing to see that, like, he didn't have a, you know, when he turned his phone around um, to use the di- the other side camera I don't know one of the sides of the camera you couldn't really hear him because the microphone and a viewer sent him to a Verizon store and just bought him a new iPhone oh shit 
Yeah, people know, you know, people that watch him know that he's in town, they're in town helping a family and they bring them dinner. And I mean, it is really nice to see how, you know, the community has come through. Yeah, like pulls together to, you know, help them in this, this cause because I think it's, you know, important, especially now that I learned, you know, like you could go into the river and ain't nobody going to get you. I got to go find somebody and pay them to pull you out. Like, I just think that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. You're, I'm with you. Because, you're in there. Yeah. You should, you, you're going to just let the car and my sister-in-law live in the Huron river forever. Okay, yeah, that's the thing, like, it it messed me up when I found out that, like, say someone commits suicide in your house, you you have to clean it up. Nobody nobody comes and cleans it up for you. You have to find a way to get that cleaned up. And you have to, if you're unaware, you have to get rid of um, things that have biomatter on it differently than just throwing it in the garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that just blow, uh, that Isn't blows that crazy? my mind. I never knew that. When I found that out, I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, nobody takes care of that. <laughs> well, yeah. And so this this hit me. And I guess I didn't think about it in, you know, when he would talk about when he just would pull out a car. Right. I get it. Your car is in the lake. There's not a human in it. Right. So we're not going to go get it. You just, just leave the car there. And you can figure it out. They're not going to. But it blows my mind that it's like, if it's the uh, person's in it, I think we should go get the car. I mean, right? I'm I with just, you. I'm with so, you. Although but I, I don't know. I go ahead. We did do one. I did do one uh, maybe last year, where two people met up for a date and they they were found in the water in their car when they were pulled out. When they were pulled out. They weren't able to tell who was driving because nobody had a seatbelt on and they were just free floating in the vehicle. I know. Horrifying, isn't it? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, falling off a bridge in my car is one of my absolute nightmares. You know, that's why I will. I can't go across the Mackinac Bridge. Even the thought. Like people blow off that bridge. Well, it did happen once, and one time someone drove on purpose. And the reason why I know this is I've been writing an article on haunted bridges, and I'm pretty sure that one's haunted. Yeah, so, okay, you're just going to make it, so I'm definitely never going over the bridge. If you ever make it to the other side, you're going to be on a boat, or you're going to drive around Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah, because (laughs) there was, I mean, I have this thing about bridges. Like, and probably because it's only due to the fact that I'm a little, a tad bit. <laughs> Sorry. If I have to admit it, a little scared of height. Okay. So, okay. okay. Um, and there was a bridge and I had to drive to Madison Heights when I was younger to work. And there's a bridge there. And I'm going to tell you what, there was a bridge I had to cross and it, it didn't have the, somebody did something wrong. The rails were not high enough. I would always drive in the middle, you know, the left lane, because there's no way. I'm not getting in the slow lane to be over here with no guardrail that comes up to, like, my calf. Right. 
Like, I'm in a vehicle, it needs to be, like, five foot high. Like, I'm going to blow over. Okay, one time when my roommate and I had driven from Michigan to New Orleans, we had, I think, I can't remember where we were, but we, at one point, we drove over the Mississippi, and I remember thinking that the water was so close to the bottom of the bridge, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I felt like we were only, you know, two feet above the fucking water. Well, then Katrina came by. And that bridge was absolutely fucking destroyed. And I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> like, when yeah, we went over like, that, I felt this shit is unsafe. And look at it is unsafe. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, right? terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to check it out. We'll put it on our Facebook. And everybody needs to go in and give these people a thumbs up on a video because we need to support people. That, that do good works. I'm, I'm yeah. about that. All right. Yeah, I'll throw it up on our um, I'll throw it up on our Facebook page. All right, that's what I got for you. All right. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Right, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Contact us at Anchor or Michigan and Other Mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye-bye now.